Many of you have heard about my journey to the New York City Marathon and how my sister Grace got me somehow to train and run this crazy 42.2 kilometers with her. So, for today's mountain moment, I wanted to reminisce on a weekend exactly one year ago today that changed my life forever. But, why just hear what I think of the New York City Marathon? Let's hear from three special guests. First, we're going to hear from Jonathan Greenwald. Next, Jesse Blondin. And lastly, we'll hear from Grace Miles. So, let's get to it. Cue that intro in three, two... This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and it's probably about 21 or 22 when I moved out of my parents' house to an area in Brooklyn called Bay Ridge. The apartment I lived in was about two blocks away from the Verrazano Bridge, same bridge that participants in the New York City Marathon crossed at the start of the race. I remember one November morning heading downstairs and over towards the bridge and getting the view of runners crossing the bridge, first the, the elites and than everybody else. I remember runners dressed in costumes, and I remember the uh, spectators going bonkers for, for the runners, and I, uh, I vowed one day to cross that, uh, that bridge as a runner. Uh, so I started running. I, uh, I ran a few miles, a few days a week, uh, then I got called out, and, uh, and then I stopped running, and I vowed never to run again. It's too cold. <laughs> but I did that. Uh, I did that two years in a row, actually. <laughs> Same exact thing, and uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. Eventually, I moved to Toronto um, about 13 years ago, and uh, seven years ago, I, I started running. Uh, at first, it was really just uh, a, a fitness journey, and I, I just wanted to uh, to get in shape. So I ran a little bit here and there, and, um, and then I started racing and really getting into it. Ran my first 10K race, and then I remember moving up to the half marathon distance, and I said, well, the next thing to do is uh, naturally to run a marathon. So, uh, so I did. I uh, ran my first marathon in 2015, and uh, a year later, I had the opportunity to race in the New York City Marathon. Uh, I was very fortunate to do so, and uh, I still remember kind of heading to New York with my wife and son, um, remember going to the expo, my parents meeting us at the expo, my brothers, sisters-in-law, and nieces and nephews, and I just remember seeing them all there, and me with my bib in my hand, about to become a, a New York City marathoner. I remember kind of waking up the morning at a race, and the race jitters, and for me especially so, because I was about to embark on a 26.2 mile, or 42.2 kilometer journey through uh, through my hometown. I remember getting to Athletes Village and, and the nerves hitting me. I remember 
looking out across um, um, Athletes Village, past the bridge, and looking at Manhattan and thinking uh, um, everything looks so familiar, even from a distance. Then uh, we got our start, and uh, I remember crossing the bridge, the same bridge that I've driven over hundreds of times um, before, and uh, crossing the same place where I was a spectator years ago, many years ago, and that's when, uh, when it all started to hit me. First time I cried in a New York City Marathon, and there were several, <laughs> was when I made that first turn on 92nd Street and past the street that I, uh, I lived in for a number of years. I remember making the turn and a few miles up expecting to see my parents on the right-hand side, and sure enough, I spotted them, because as loud as the New York City Marathon was, my parents were louder. And I uh, remember seeing them and my son and a few nephews and nieces, and uh, I remember passing them and uh, bawling my eyes out when they, when they couldn't see me anymore. I remember running the rest of the race, just, sit, just soaking it all in, spectators in every borough, and just not even realizing how incredible not only the, the marathon was, but the spectators and, and the feeling. It's just like nothing else I've ever experienced in my life. I remember crossing the finish line. I remember Meb was handing out medals. I remember getting my medal and being in shock that Meb was giving out medals. Um, I remember taking my picture with him. Then I remember turning around and looking at the finish line, and then that's when it hit me, and that's probably when I got probably my best cry of the New York City Marathon. Oh, my goodness. It was, uh, it all, it all kind of hit me right there. Um, I just, uh, it was an overwhelming moment, and uh, it's something I'll never forget. As a, you know, as a native New Yorker, and as a, you know, as a runner living in a new city, but uh, being able to to go back home and run through uh, through the streets that I was so familiar with, and it's like nothing else, and something I'll never ever forget. I got to do it two more times in 2018 and 2019, and doesn't get any less emotional seeing your family uh, spectating and cheering you on, um, your, your fellow Brooklynites screaming from the rooftops and, and crossing that finish line. It's easily one of the greatest races in the world, and it's an unbelievable experience. And uh, I'm so glad that I didn't listen to myself when I said I'd never run again. Hard to believe that this time last year, I was in New York City getting ready to run the New York City Marathon with 50,000 other runners. We stayed out in Brooklyn, so we had a long trek to the starting line. We left our apartment just after 4 o'clock in the morning and had to take a subway to the ferry, a ferry to a bus, before finally arriving at the starting village. Once we were there, we waited for hours with other runners, all dressed up in garbage bags, layers of old clothes, even old Halloween costumes trying to catch a nap on a patch of grass or have a snack, just waiting and waiting for our time to go. And finally, it was time. We walked up to the, the bridge and we waited through all the crowds. And before we knew it, it was time to start running. I've never experienced a starting line quite like that one. The energy of all those people on the multiple layers of the bridge was just incredible. 
I remember that a police helicopter flew really close to the bridge, uh, probably taking some video. We were able to see it right up close. And before we knew it, we were off the quiet of the bridge and into the never-ending sound wall of runners. I've run 12 marathons, but New York City was unlike everything, anything I'd ever imagined, even more than Boston. It wasn't really a race, it was an event. And running through each of the five boroughs gave a different flavor to each neighborhood that we traveled through. Looking back, I remember the energy in Brooklyn, um, the, the huge crowds of fans along First Avenue, the really dedicated fans in Central Park who were cheering for their runners and who you could tell had been out there waiting all day. Every single minute just flew by. I had chosen to take this race easy uh, relatively easy as 26.2 miles can be. And I'm really glad I did because I got to enjoy every step along the way and soak up the crowds and soak up the energy from the other runners. And almost before I knew it, we were heading back from home. We turned into Central Park and made the stretch where we went by all the different flags from every country. I'd come here a couple of days before the race when I'd gone to pick up my race kit and I'd seen where the Canada flag was. And I still remember that energy as I came through and I looked over to my left with a couple hundred meters left to go and there was the Canada flag. I had tears in my eyes because every marathon, no matter how many you've run, something about that finish line is pretty special and incredible. And I remember coming across and just feeling joy for the excitement and the energy and the experience that I'd gotten from the city and the people in that, uh, the people that I was running with that day. And almost as soon as I got my medal and made it across the line, I saw Meb. He was there greeting finishers. We took a quick selfie and that was just an extra cap on what was an incredibly amazing day. And then became the long walk out of Central Park, the sea of zombies. Everyone's legs were so tired and uh, we were just so happy to be done. But I commiserated with other runners and uh, just soaked up the whole experience with my nice blue poncho. That, uh, that kept me warm. The next day, wandering around New York, wearing our medals and seeing fellow runners, sort of limping up and down the stairs, uh, really brought a sense of camaraderie and, uh, and was really special to know that even in such a big city where so many different things were happening, a bunch of us had gotten to enjoy something really, really special. New York City was the last race that I ran a year ago. At the time, it was, it was just a race, one I'd looked forward to for a year and, and was really excited to experience, but I had no idea it was going to be the last time I ran a race for such a long time. Even looking back at pictures now, it's hard to fathom living in our current COVID times, getting on a subway, a bus, a ferry with all those people, let alone running shoulder to shoulder with so many, sharing water and sweat. And I'm just so glad that I was able to experience that and that that's the memory of racing that I have to cap off on that. So as my last year memories pop up on Facebook and Instagram this year, I'm going to embrace them and uh, pull out my New York City Marathon t-shirt and take it for a spin because I think each of us who ran that day were really lucky to get to experience something super special. And I know that we'll be back there one day running all together again. Hello Mountain Movers, it's Grace here. Very excited to talk to you about my New York City Marathon 2019 experience. To say the New York City Marathon is just a race is the farthest thing from the truth. The New York City Marathon is an experience. 
So I know that my mom and I flew in on Thursday, exactly a year ago today, actually. It was on Halloween. Um, and it was my first time to New York. I had never been, always dreamed about going. And I just, you know, the cards had never fallen into place for me to get to travel to New York City. So I was so excited to finally be there. Right away, I loved the energy. It was so glamorous. It was fantastic. Um, my mom and I had an amazing couple days just sightseeing, eating at fun restaurants, and exploring. It's an amazing spot in New York City, that's for sure. Um, I think Jake joined us on Friday, and we begun, I would say, the New York City Marathon experience. So we spent our first day. We went to the Expo, which was, you know, a light with the energy of thousands and thousands of runners and volunteers and family members. Um, I remember just being so overwhelmed, but in a good way, knowing this was nothing like, you know, the Ottawa Marathon Expo or the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon uh, Expo. This is a whole new ball game. Um, I was really impressed with how organized it was. You know, we went in, got our stuff done, and we, you really could have stayed there for hours just exploring all the different booths, different brands fun activities, interviews. I remember just about passing out when I saw that Meb was being interviewed, um, you know, at the uh, at one of the booths. That was pretty exciting. Um, from there, we had the pleasure of getting to watch a Lindsay Hine, I'll have another podcast live show. Um, we met Jesse there. It was fantastic. I was starstruck for hours between all of the professional runners and Instagram famous runners and bloggers. It, I was I was totally starstruck. I was in a dream. Um, shout out to my mom and Jake for actually getting me to go over and talk to Lindsay Hine. Um, from there, we also got a mantra uh, talk from Roberta Groner, which was so cool. Very cool to be inspired by her. Um, you know, a couple of days before our race is very, very, very cool. On Saturday leading up to the uh, Sunday race, we did as we normally would on a marathon or on the day before a marathon, I would say. You know, we really paid attention to what we were eating, uh, made sure to drink lots, stayed off our feet as much as you can when you're in New York City. We visited the 9-11 Memorial um, and, and we got ready for, for Sunday. Uh, I remember getting really good sleep that night, despite the anticipation for the next day. We gained an hour um, in daylight savings, which was very exciting. Um, woke up, did our thing, got ready, and my mom and I walked Jake and myself to the buses, and we started the journey to Satin Island. Uh, I remember just being so thankful that I was there with Jake because, you know, it was very overwhelming. There's lots of people. It's a lot of time. Um, it's, it is a pleasurable experience. They're, like I said, very organized. You're comfortable. Um, buses took us over to Staten Island. Jake and I were very thankful for the throwaway clothes that we had bundled up in. Um, blankets, sweaters, sweatpants, the whole, the whole shebang. <laughs> Bagels, extra gels. And we really just, once we arrived, we just, uh, you know, we found a comfortable spot on the grass we relaxed. I remember we spent a you know good thirty minutes standing in line for porta potties. Found a new spot to relax. Did some stretching. Watched the pros begin their races, knowing that they would be almost finished by the time that we would start our race. 
found another porta potty and set off for our corral. It it was all again very organized, but would have been very overwhelming had I been there for the first time by myself. Um, I remember getting in our corrals. We were just so excited, and and then we were off to the tune of New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. Uh, honestly, I, I say this jokingly, but also quite seriously, that mile one was my favorite part of the entire race. Um, just getting to run over that first bridge, surrounded by thousands of other runners. It was the coolest experience. Everywhere you looked, you saw runners, and it was the most stunning view I had ever seen, especially in a race. It was just it was unbelievable. That's where I teared up for the first time. It, it was very, truly a magical moment running over that bridge. Um, you know, the next miles that follow, um, if you were to listen to the first two episodes of the Mountain Movers podcast, you might have heard this um, already. But, um, you know, it, it was a tough race. The conditions were great. It was a beautiful day. The crowds were unbelievable. Never have I ever seen crowds like this in a race the crowd support was fantastic. The support from the other runners was fantastic. But for me personally, you know, it wasn't wasn't my day. Um, you know, had had a few physical difficulties, including my breathing, an ongoing foot injury. But um, I know I made it. So uh, yeah, Jake and I parted ways at exactly halfway through. Um, I remember taking my my AirPod from him and watching him run up over I can't remember what bridge is halfway but I just remember seeing him go up and over and away losing him in the crowd kind of an emotional moment that I still think of to this day sometimes listening to our New York City Marathon playlist brings me right back to that moment and you know I do get a little emotional it was hard we had planned to run the race together but from what I remember Jake felt fantastic through the whole first half he kept turning me and going this is amazing. And then I was so grumpy and I was like, oh, I hate this. This is not, this is not amazing. I feel awful. <laughs> we have so far to go. But after Jake left, I, I made the commitment to myself to have a really good time for the rest of this race. I was in freaking New York City running the New York City Marathon. I decided to choose gratitude in that moment and I and I did and I you know there were many many walk breaks in that second half of the race but I was loving every second of it I took in the sights I took in the crowds you know I I did what I needed to do to make sure that I would cross that finish line grateful and proud of myself regardless of the time you know regardless of my expectations for myself and also silently making a promise to myself that I'd come back to New York City another day and redeem myself in the New York City Marathon. And, you know, someday I will. Someday I will. It'll come. Um, lastly, I'd love to just talk about the post-finish line of the New York City Marathon. Um, so I'm just about to cross the line. I am so happy that this marathon is over. I'm tired. My legs hurt. And I pull a full-on Shalane Flanagan, and I'm like, fuck yes, fuck yes, fuck yes. As I cross the line, you can literally see it in my race photos. Anyway, cross the line, and I must have waited, along with all the runners, you know, 30-plus minutes to get any sort of warmth. <laughs> I remember a volunteer saying that, oh, you know, if you're getting one of the post-race ponchos, it's just up ahead. And it was not just up ahead. It was so far, and I was in a tank top, and I was cold, 
and thirsty and tired. (laughs) And I was very thankful for a runner near me who offered to share his heat shield with me. I don't remember his name, but he was from Dominican Republic and he was the kindest person (laughs) that day. He was fantastic. Shout out to him. Anyway, finally cross the line, get, get my poncho 30 minutes later, meet up with Jake you know, uh, finally somehow make our way back to the hotel, order pizza, have a beer, and I don't think I left the bed the rest of that night. Um, like I said, New York City was, you know, it, it the, the race did not turn out the way I expected it to, but the experience that is the New York City Marathon, which is, you know, this amazing city coming together to put on this experience for 52,000 runners and volunteers and family members is, you know, one I will never forget. Obviously, it's it's amazing. Um, and uh, thinking back to the New York City Marathon a whole year ago, you know, it does make me a little bit emotional just thinking of a fantastic trip I got to have with my mom and brother, an amazing race, um, you know, and, and all the magic that the New York City Marathon um, weekend brings, you know, it makes me, it does make me a little bit emotional and it, it is hard to think about, especially with the thought of traveling, you know, uh, not really an option at the moment. Um, yeah, but I know I'll be back to New York. Uh, I was very lucky in the spring to have been selected to be part of the team TCS teachers crew for the New York City Marathon. It's a select group of uh, 25 teachers from Canada and the U.S. who get free entry to the New York City Marathon um, and have the opportunity and the privilege to work with TCS, a fantastic STEAM company um, who provides us with resources to share with our students. So um, while our opportunity to run in 2020 was not granted, Um, I know that I will get to run with this team in 2021 or 2022 or, you know, whenever marathons can happen again. And I'm excited to, you know, take back my New York City Marathon, have the race that I dreamed, conquer those hills and uh, and do it. So in the coolest city in the entire world. So really thinking of New York City this weekend, thinking of all the runners and the magic and the history and what it'll be like in the future for me and for everyone. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic day. Throw that New York City Marathon on your bucket list. Bye. That is a mountain moment. Until next time, keep climbing. Love always, Jake.